previously on the Leaky Bucket Podcast. People are then applying in and we're resisting the, the standard urge to go straight to CVs. We have then two interview stages. Anybody can write anything they want on a CV. It doesn't yeah. have to be true. Not majorly involved in the recruitment process is <laughs> because I will get distracted by skills and experience. I've never experienced a work environment that focuses so much on culture. They work with somebody who's great at doing the job, but they're just an asshole. What you can't do is take somebody who's got excellent skills and then effectively reparent them. People um, don't like hearing it either. Like, no, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's like both ways. Cringe. <laughs> This is the environment where they would rather hear that it was broken yeah. than you just kept quiet. What would be the first steps a business owner should take in improving their recruitment process? I think it's clear you, you need to have... Hi there, and welcome to the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Morgan, and this is the Financial Performance Podcast for entrepreneurs looking to get a better understanding of their numbers, to plug the leaks in their business, and to move from surviving to thriving. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Leaky Bucket Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about performance monitoring. We're going to go through what it is, why you do it, what my thoughts on it are, what to actually track, how to track it, and then how to even take things to the absolute next level. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. So first things first, performance monitoring. What even is it? Now, it's simple, really. It's not actually that complex. Performance monitoring is simply checking out your performance over a period of time against itself but also checking it versus your plan. It enables you to see whether you're on track, you're off track, you're winning or you're losing, that actually you're performing above what you expected or maybe you're performing below. But overall, that's what performance monitoring is. It's the ability to monitor your performance. So why would you do it? Well, Realistically, if you've gone all that to all that hard work to, to set out a plan, surely you want to know whether the things that you're concentrating on, the things that you're fixing, the things that you're improving, the things that you're changing, surely you want to know whether actually they're making a difference. Like you thought maybe that you were going to take on some additional marketing and then be able to increase the number of customers you have, increase your turnover increase the average spend per customer. Is that the reality? Like maybe you've done all this hard work, you've spending all this money on marketing, you're attracting lots of new visitors maybe to your website. But what if nobody's actually ordering? What if actually nobody is doing business with you? Surely you'd want to know. And what if worse, right? What if there's a little trick in it that actually... It makes you think like it's working. So what if there's lots of new people coming to your website, one or two are placing an order. So you can see a bit of an increase in, in sales uh, and things. Therefore, you go, oh, things are getting busier. The marketing's working. But what if the reality is that the amount you're spending on marketing 
when you take that into consideration versus the actual gross profit you're making. So let's say you get two new people per month um, and they spend £500 each with you, but it costs £250 to deliver what it is that they want. So actually £250 per client, £500 per month you've made. What if it's costing you a £1,000 a month to win those two people? Like, actually, you've just lost £500 this month. Yeah? So actually, what? That's that's really why. Like, is your plan that you had, is it becoming reality? And then to think to yourself, like, is the problem in the plan? Is the problem in what you're measuring? Or is the problem in terms of actually the reality is just different to where the plan was? That times have changed or maybe it yeah, just isn't playing out how you expected. So you can check how well did you plan? Is this what you expected to happen? Is it beyond expectations? Is it below your expectations? And the big thing is that what you can do is you can take all those learnings and you can learn how to plan better in the future so that you'll have a better plan because it won't ever stop. You've got these wonderful goals that you've got now in the future, but as you get closer to them, pretty much guarantee you're going to create new goals. So there'll be a new plan. And performance monitoring is that check to make sure that things are happening. Like, think about it like this. I've used the sat-nav example in the, in the past where you go, actually, let's set the sat-nav to the destination we want to go. Now, if you took somewhere near you um, and you know the sites and you know the things are around, you'd check that you were seeing those on the way. Yeah, you'd want to go, actually, if I'm making my way, you know, across the country and I expect to see this landmark and that landmark and this one before I get to the arrived destination. If you didn't see them, you'd want to stop and check you go in the right direction. So making a plan and then just setting out on it and just don't check how you're getting on, it's, it's just foolish. You need to be able to test how well you're performing versus the plan you had. So what's, what's my thoughts? I think I think realistically it's very easy to go, do you know what? Performance monitoring um, seems obvious, but actually it's maybe probably a little bit harder than what you first think because then you start to go, oh, what am I going to track? And I'll go into that in a bit more detail in a moment, but that's one of the big, big first stumbling blocks. What is it that you're actually going to track? And then when you've worked out, maybe what are you going to track? Like, are they the right things to track? Because of those things that you're tracking, are they the bits that help you get closer to where you want to be going? But ultimately, my thoughts are like, if you've gone to the effort of creating a plan, then why wouldn't you check that that plan was actually happening and actually making a difference? You'd never want it to be the case that you've wasted nine months on something that actually... It isn't going to work, but you could have known it after three months. Like if it was me, I'd soon rather know after three months and stop there and stop making a mistake than wait till nine months and then change everything. 
So what should you track? Now, the list here is endless, but the key elements are that you have to measure something over time. You have to measure it in the same way. And ideally, you measure against a planned outcome. So, for example, you can measure income over a period of time. Right? Don't just look at the current month. You want to look at trends over a period of time because the trend is your friend. Okay, It's all very well going, oh, this month we did 50,000 in sales. If you did 150,000 last month, that's not good news. Something's happened. Something's gone wrong. And then you need to go, actually, is that the best thing that I should be monitoring or should I be monitoring something else? Like turnover is great. But what if actually the £50,000 month of income, what if in that month you made £10,000 profit and in the previous month at £150,000, what if you didn't even make any money? You broke even. Zero. Now I'd rather take the £50,000 month. But at the same point, what I'd now want to do is go, so what happened in the £150,000 month versus the £50,000 month? What was different? What changed? Was there any one-off incidental costs in the, in the previous month? Stuff that maybe are throwing out the results. But the idea is I want that bird's eye overhead view. So ideally, if I was putting a pack together, I'd want you to be tracking the profit and loss over a period of time. If you can, out to the last 12 months. I'd want to check, check cash in versus cash out, right? Because that doesn't have the same timing. Somebody can raise and send you an invoice today that you don't pay for three months, okay? Profit and loss data is based on the invoice date. Cash in versus cash out, cash out is based on the payment dates. I want both because I want to understand where my cash is moving versus the profit I'm making on paper. And then I want to understand how that's performing over a period of time and whether the changes that I'm making are having an improved effect. I also might want to check my balance sheet movement over a period of time. Now with this one, I probably don't want this monthly. I probably just want to be able to see what was my balance sheet like today and what was it like 12 months ago? Because a balance sheet doesn't move significantly in small periods of time. Um, it can do, but it's less rare. Um, you, you need something where you can really see the, the impact that you're having. And over that sort of 12 months is a, is a good position to be at. And then sometimes you need other key performance indicators or KPIs. These are probably going to be more specific to you and your industry and the types of things that you're monitoring. But ultimately, they're, they're a key area for you to track how you're improving. Now, if you're a business that's maybe chasing uh, new new customers, then maybe one of the areas would be the number of inquiries. And maybe you'd want to also measure against that the marketing spend. So the number of inquiries that we got this month and how much we spent on marketing. At the same point then, the number of new customers that's gained. And from the number of new customers and the number of inquiries, you can also gain your conversion rate. So how many new, what percentage of new inquiries turn into a new customer? And then maybe what you can also do, though, is look at what's your average spend to gain a new customer? You know, if you're spending a thousand pounds, getting a thousand leads, but only one customer signs up, 
and it cost you a thousand pounds to get that new customer, even though you might have had 999 other leads. Now, if you could improve your conversion rate to two in a thousand rather than one in a thousand, you've just halved the cost that it takes to get a new customer. But without that data, what, what do you do? And then what about your retention rate? What percentage of customers stay with you every month? What percentage do people return and spend again? What about customer happiness? You know, just a quick survey, just of a select few customers here and there, just to check how happy are they overall with the key areas of the business, their experience, you know, the quality, the, the communication, the speed, the price. Is that something that's worth measuring in your business? What about the average time that customers take to pay? Like if your customers normally now take seven days to pay and we've got then, you know, we've got, we've got the spending, you know, issues that we've got at the moment because of the energy crisis and uh, the cost of living and everything. What if then that starts to creep out and it becomes 14 days, 28 days, 90 days? If it now takes you 90 days to get money in your bank account from the point you invoice when it used to take you seven You've got a further 83 days of costs that you've got to fund. Paying all your costs, rent, your own electricity and power bills, um, staff wages, IT costs, subscriptions, the list goes on. What about your percentage spent on wages versus income? Again, you'd want to know if that's changing. If you used to only spend... 50, well, let's say you spent 50% on wages compared to your income. You know, it's a high service-based industry, maybe. If you're now spending 60%, so what's going on? Is it because national minimum wage keeps increasing, so therefore you have to increase the pay for your stuff? Is it because they're getting more qualified and more able to do more things? And if that's the case, how are you combating that? Because if your percentage spend on wages to income has gone up by 10%, and your income hasn't changed, like you haven't put your prices up, actually you're earning less money now. So how are you going to combat that? But if you don't monitor it, then you don't know. So it's all very well then knowing what to track, but how do you actually track it? So first things first, you need financial control. Now, what I mean by financial control is you need your accounting information up to date and accurate in a timely manner. Now, in my view, in an ideal world, that's daily. But it's acceptable for it to be weekly. Monthly, in my view, is too far. Most of us can adjust for things that we know have happened within the last week. Figuring out everything that we could have done within the last month, we're going to get it wrong. The level of accuracy of what we're going to remember is going to be shot. And for some people, a week is too much. In my view, if you've got it just down to daily and it's just then you need to focus on what has been spent within the last day or so in order to know your information is accurate, 
Pretty much all of us can do that. Okay, so your accounting data has to be up to date. In fact, all the data, right? If you're tracking the number of customers that are signing up, you need that information available all the time. You can't go, oh, we can only get it at the end of the month. It's not good enough. You need a better method. Right? I want to know today if the money I'm spending on marketing isn't bringing in new customers. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to change anything, but I want to know the information so I can make an informed decision. It needs to therefore be really easy to get the information. I don't want to have to perform loads of calculations. I don't want to have to go to multiple different sources and put it all together, perform calculations across it all. I don't, I don't want to have to do all of that. I should be able to go to one or two key areas and get that information together and then be able to analyze it and test it against what the plan was and what I expected to happen and see, is this a good result, a bad result? And also test it against historic data. Right, I may have made one change, like let's say we changed the wording in the advert this week and now we've got lots of new inquiries. I want to know that now. Because if that is the case, then we need to run more of those ads in different places because that might be the better option. I don't want to find out in six weeks time when I was desperate for new customers. And then in my view, that performance monitoring needs to be extremely easy to evaluate. And in my view, even though I'm a numbers person, my view, this needs to be visual. It is much, much easier to see on a set of graphs what looks best and what looks worse. If it's numbers, particularly if you're not a numbers person, it's hard to spot the differences. We skim read and we can miss vital changes. So in my view, start with visuals, start with graphs, and then have the ability to be able to delve into the data when you want to look closely. So how then do you up this to the next level? There's two key areas here. One is if you've got people in your team, you need to work out what the key metrics are for them to be able to tell whether they are doing a good job and achieving good results. And in turn, that that feeds into the company performance and maybe even department level performance as well. And then secondly, is to be able to get lead indicators. So that is what are the activities that I should be doing today that can tell me the future? Best one of this is winning new customers. So what are the best ads I can be running to give me the best number of visitors today? So how many visitors do I get to my website today? Because actually, if the chances are, if I've got more visitors to my website, then I know that if my normal conversion rate is 10%, if I can increase my visitors from 500 to 1,000, I'm going to go from making five sales to 10. And actually, if I know off the back of that that the average spend per customer is £100, then actually I've just added a further £500 of income. Okay, But I don't want to wait to get to the point of go how many clients did sign up or how many customers bought at that level. I want to know early on. So I need all this data so that I can build the lead indicators in to go, how am I building and the actions that I'm taking today 
are going to give me these results in the future. So to summarize, performance monitoring is simply the ability to be able to check your performance versus your plan. You should do it because actually you don't want to wait ages and ages to find out if the plan that you put together is actually realistic. You want to be able to test your performance against it and then make changes if you need to. You should be tracking things over time and you should be tracking them versus a plan. And in my view, that should be the profit and loss data, the cash in versus cash out and the balance sheet plus four or five key performance areas. Okay, you can add more later, but at the moment, four or five key performance areas, key performance indicators, such as the number of new customers, the retention rate, customer happiness, the average time for customers to pay. Find ones that are specific. If you Google key performance indicators, there are loads that you can choose from. To track it, you need to have up-to-date accounting information that is accurate and is up-to-date ideally weekly, but even better if it's daily. You need to be able to get the information that you need with absolute ease, and it needs to be in an easy-to-read, understandable format, which I suggest visual aids and graphs. And then to get to the next level, get all of your team participating so it isn't just you that has to gather and put all this information together and find a way that you can find lead indicators rather than lag indicators. That's everything for me. I hope you can put together some absolutely awesome performance monitoring. I wish you the best of luck. Speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'd love it if you could help spread the message by clicking subscribe and leaving a review. Also, please do reach out to me on LinkedIn and let me know your thoughts on this episode. You can also find more info and links in the show notes below. See you next time. Coming next week on the Leaky Bucket Podcast. What is a Caltex? We'd gone the one year and we just felt, it felt like a waste of time. It felt like we didn't get any value. We didn't really, we didn't really learn anything. We didn't get any key takeaways or any key benefits. The other is to question yourself, is what you believe to be true. The pitfalls is, it's overwhelming. If you entertained every stand and you went to every talk, you can't do it. <laughs> it's impossible. I think we probably got to come away with more questions than answers. Don't, don't just get drawn in. Um, don't think it's a bit of a jolly and that sort of stuff. The purpose you're going for is to further your knowledge, um, to be maybe more strategic in terms of what you're deciding to do. So to have that plan uh, and don't get swept up.